Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I wake up this morning and I turn on the TV, brushing my teeth, and I'm like, my gosh, really? I can't say it enough. The level of suck emanating from this White House is genuinely unprecedented. I've seen nothing like it in my time. It's all BS all the time. It's all spin. And it made me think of something last night. How just the, the, this White House has brutalized logic and is just completely begged and asked and, 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 and implored and genuflected in front of you to ignore correlation and causation. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean in a second. I want to get too ahead of myself. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using your computer without VPN, uh, VPNs like walking your dog without a leash. Most of the time, you're probably okay, but you don't want anyone to steal your dog. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Folks, you can't ignore the correlation and the cause anymore. Biden did this. It did X. And Y happened. I'm going to show you the facts and what I mean coming up in a minute. How they're just asking you to ignore all of this and pretend like we live in this alternate reality. That and a big update on the Great Reset and Digital ID. Today's show also brought to you by Hunter Douglas. Listen, I wasn't a big blinds guy. I never thought about it much in my home. You open them up in the morning, you close them at night, and you forget about them. Well, you won't really understand how much window shades can actually do until you discover Hunter Douglas. We have them in our home. What an enormous difference. Makes the house look completely different. Opened it up. It looks like a different house with all the light that comes in. Hunter Douglas offers unique shade designs that diffuse sunlight, casting a beautiful glow across the room. It works. It's amazing. Makes your rooms look totally different. Their energy-efficient shades provide superior insulation against heat and cold for you year-round for year-round comfort, helping you save on utility bills too. The best part is Hunter Douglas's PowerView automated shade technology. It lets you schedule your shades to automatically adjust to their perfect positions throughout the day. We have them here uh, in this studio. And now you can take advantage of special rebate savings of $100 or more on some of Hunter Douglas's most popular styles. Check them out. Visit HunterDouglas.com slash Bongino today for details. Make your house look better, saving those energy bills. That's HunterDouglas.com slash Bongino. HunterDouglas.com slash Bongino. Offer ends December 5th, 2022. All right, Joe. Let's go. Oh, fine. Here we go. Yeah, you're, I know. It's been, I hope you all enjoyed that interview yesterday on Digital ID with uh, Michael Rectumall. I, I, listen, I, to me, it was the most eye-opening interview I've ever done about the potential tyranny staring in our face ahead with Digital ID and Digital Currency. I'm going to show you how that interview was perfectly timed with some updates today, too. But first, I wake up this morning and I'm thinking to myself, you know, the, the level of suck here is unprecedented, really. This administration is asking you to ignore Biden does exit the border. Catastrophe happens. Uh, Biden and swampy Republicans shut down the economy in schools. And then X happens. I mean, Y happens, right? They're asking you to say, well, we passed voter integrity laws in Georgia. X and then why happened and they're asking you to ignore all of it and I've got to tell you it is increasingly frustrating but I thought what better way to you know sum it all up than this video here this is what actually happens when reality facts data and people who know what they're talking about run up against and collide with liberal gibberish which is all liberalism is it's gobbledygook and gibberish it's all bull all the time Watch this. This is going to start with this today. This is John Stewart, comedian, liberal, uh, liberal dude. Doesn't know much about much, but because he was a late night host with a smirk on his face and can be a wise ass, you know, John Stewart thinks he knows everything about everything. 
Well, you know, to his credit, and I'll say that, he has an economist on, I guess he has a podcast or something, I don't know. Stephen Hankey has him on the show. And uh, John Stewart, who apparently believes that you can print endless amounts of money without an effect, effect on inflation, which is asinine on its face, he, he tries to, you know, confront this economist on this uh, on this topic. And I want you to watch this economist just destroy this guy on these silly talking points. Here's what happens when liberal gibberish, again, collides with reality and facts. Check this out. Inflation is always and everywhere caused by one thing. Too much money. Period. That, that's the end of the story. It, it, it's, right. it is simpler than you think. You're you're trying. To but I have it. read I have read studies that have said that in 50 cases of monetary supply, uh, increasing 5% inflation was not increasing 5% over five years. Like the, and, and listen, you're, you, you know, you're, you're, you're the expert and I don't, I, I've read studies that, that contradict that, but I don't the, know. The, 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 whatever you're reading is rubbish. There, okay. there is never, I, I've looked. Oh, you know what? It is from Rubbish Magazine. That was my, that was yeah, my well, mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Who, let me ask you this. What school of thought would push back on you? I'll get to that in a second. Let me make a right. statement. Yeah. Uh, there has never been a, a sustained inflation any place in the world that hasn't been caused by, by a preceding sustained increase in the money supply. Never. Of course it hasn't. I mean, is this not common sense? Do we need to... Do we need to relitigate the fact that if you print a lot of money to chase the same amount of products, then more money is going to chase the same products? Meaning the products are going to cost more money? What? This is what I never understood about liberalism. Why is that hard to understand? It, it's not only factually accurate, it's logical. What part of this is hard? It, of course it's intuitive. He says intuitive. It's like I a guy I know had a really bad cold. He sneezed in my face. I breathed it in, and I got sick. And you're like liberals are like, how did this guy get sick? I can't figure it out. It makes no sense. This is intuitive. It's not like the theory, folks, is print a bunch of money, don't create more products, and the products get cheaper. Now that wouldn't make any sense because you'd be like, wait, but there's more money. And the same amount of products. Like, where's the money going, right? This is intuitive. Why is John Stewart, who comes off as a reasonably smart guy otherwise, why does he have a hard time with this? The guy, I think he says something transparently obvious. There has not been a single event of a hyperinflation extended episode in human history without money printing before. There just hasn't. Now, because he's read a study that at some point, people have printed more money and hyperinflation hasn't happened immediately does not mean that that's not the cause. As Nassim Taleb says all the time, you know, the, the, the absence of evidence doesn't mean the evidence of absence. It doesn't mean because it's not, it doesn't happen right away when people print their money. There may have been an explosion in productivity in some cases. With more products sucking up more money, therefore it muted the inflationary effect. It doesn't mean products wouldn't have been cheaper if you didn't print all that money. <sighs> I'm sorry because I'd I don't like to start with general level of suck stories like this about the Biden administration because it seems sometimes whiny and complaining. But with just what? How many days do we have to go to the election? 16, 17? I don't even know anymore. 
How we, it's, it's really important that we understand this now before we vote. The level of suck with this administration is unprecedented. The border numbers, national test scores and schooling that just came out. Inflation, you just saw in the tortured of logic and the, the constant BS. And, and then the, they, they're asking you to ignore the obvious correlation. If X, then Y. It's just hilarious to watch. The scores that just came out are abysmal. Now, this is what I was thinking about last night, why this story is on my mind. You know, I'm fascinated with this idea of correlation versus causation. When two factors are correlated, it doesn't always mean they're causal. However, it can mean that. So, you know, because people get more colds in the winter, head colds, doesn't mean that cold weather causes a head cold. What happens is your nose is drier, the air is drier, people touch their nose more, shake someone's hand with a cold, they transmit it into their nose. There's a third factor there. Right? It doesn't always mean that. However, correlation can mean causation, meaning, yes, this did cause that. And the fact that the Biden administration is playing fast and loose, asking you to ignore the correlation between a bunch of things Biden did and a bunch of suck outcomes is just at this point like asking you to stay blindfolded. Here's just a couple examples. The bed scores just came out, the nation's report card, math, reading scores down four, six, and eight points. Unprecedented drops. I'll get to that in a second. That was correlated with what? Massive school closures. Biden administration is like, just ignore that. Now, again, I'm acknowledging correlation is not does not automatically mean causation. But when, when correlation over and over repeats itself between two variables, this happened and then that happened, then it's common sense at some point to say, hey, this may be causal. And what I'm getting at is Biden causes the suck every time. Here's another one. They pass a bunch of voter integrity laws in Georgia. You would think, according to the left, that would be correlated with vote loader turnout because they told you voter ID laws are racist because they don't think black people can get IDs because they're racist. But that's not what happened. Voter turnout in Georgia is now breaking records. So again, that doesn't mean voter integrity laws and voter ID means higher turnout. It just means your correlation, which you're impugning causal, and you're, you're making a causal uh, imputation there. Voter ID means less turnout. is bold. It's just wrong. The correlation's in the other direction. Biden's like, ignore that. Ignore that. Here's another one. Biden passes a bunch of policies, right? Scrapping the, uh, the uh, migrant protection protocols, scrapping the border wall, letting the wall rot in the desert, letting people in claim asylum on U.S. soil, dumping remain in Mexico, otherwise known as the MPP. All of a sudden, border numbers, we just got the numbers. I'm going to, again, I'll produce this, all this stuff coming up in a minute here. All this stuff goes crazy. Biden does X, chaos happens, and you're, you're asked to ignore it. You're asked to ignore it while accepting that it's causal that voter ID causes lowered voter turnout in Georgia despite record voter turnout. I don't understand. Again, this is what happens. You see that John Stewart clip. It's why I'm, I'm you should always be proud about how we're the guy on the right of that screen, right? We're the guy arguing Stephen Hankey. We're the guy arguing about the facts and data. You print more money, it's correlated with higher prices. Therefore, if it's happened repeatedly over history, it's probably causal. Print more money, causes higher prices. 
Jon Stewart can't freaking figure it out because these people are completely, entirely gaslit and incapable of basic logic. Here's what I mean. Let's get to the facts and let's get to the data. Fox News story. October 22nd by Malugin and Landon Mayan. September migrant encounters hit a record high. 20 suspected terrorists arrested. 98 terror watch list arrests at the southern border have happened in fiscal 2022. Smashing record. Folks, these people are putting your national security, your actual national security, not the figurative national security, right, at risk with terrorists getting into the country, and nobody seems to give a damn on the left that Biden's crap policies were correlated with an open border, causing terrorists to think they can get into the United States. More on the growing national security threat with this. I got a food crisis story. Sorry, I should have teased that in the beginning. It is the title of the show. Story about the coming food crisis at Zero Hedge that I promise is going to open your eyeballs. Clockwork Orange style, baby. Your national security is at risk right now. With this guy in the White House. That's, that's I mean, completely different. My next section coming up than this terrorist at the border thing. Here. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre in this video. Karine Jean-Pierre. Again, the worst press secretary in the history of the United States. There's not even a close second. Asked about 2 million people plus entering the country illegally. 98 terrorists. Multiple deaths at the border. Hundreds. Total chaos, a fentanyl crisis, child sex trafficking at the border. And what's her answer for it? It again is total gibberish that moron leftists just sucking them. <gasps> yeah, baby, sounds good to me. This is gibberish. Listen to this. Late Friday, the Department of Homeland Security released the latest numbers on uh, border uh, interactions with the Border Patrol. Uh, they show that over the course of fiscal year 2022, 2.4 million encounters uh, happen on the southern border that's the most ever on record republicans have their arguments uh, about that what's the white house's uh, explanation as to what happened and why so I, i've said this before in uh, at this podium in the briefing room what we're seeing this new migration challenge uh, is driven by people who are fleeing uh, falling uh, regimes nobody asked you what's driving it we're telling you what is we're not at, that was not the question There are people around the world who unquestionably would love to come to the United States to escape the tyranny of authoritarianism that Biden wants to implement here. Granted, point stipulated. That's not the freaking question, man. The question was about why do you guys suck so bad? Why aren't you doing anything? I think I'm kind of like expanding on the question a little bit, if you know what I mean. Why aren't you doing anything about it? Here's another one. Again, horrible, swampy Republicans and awful, awful Democrats who, who are in bed with the teachers unions. I mean, doing nasty stuff in the bedroom. It's just disgusting, disgusting what's going on with the teachers unions and the Democrats. They thought it was a great idea to lock your kids out of school. Well, now the data is coming in. And again, if you listen to this show, we could have told you, we did tell you that when you lock kids out of school, there is going to be a obvious decline in test scores because it's not the same quality of education done over a computer screen through freaking Zoom school. Here it is, folks. The numbers came in. COVID era shutdowns caused historic, yes, historic learning losses for kids, Department of Education report shows. The national report card, folks, 
the largest score decline since the federal government began tracking these metrics back in 1990. Historic declines. Are we going to learn from any of this? They don't want to learn. The Biden administration doesn't care. They don't want to learn from this. We have a problem at the border. What can we learn from that? We're learning open borders don't work. Not them. They don't want to learn. They are so committed to deep state tyranny and the, the, the abuse of the border system to bring people into the country they'll perceive as future Democratic voters. They talk about demographic destiny all the time. We played the cuts. I don't need to play them again. It is their, it, They are proud of this. They have spoken about it openly, openly. There's an article in the New York Times. I'm not going to put it up again. I put it called We Can Replace Them. That's their thing. That's their thing. It's always been their thing. We're not going to learn from this because they love it. They're enjoying all of it. So what about school choice? Well, Corey DeAngelis has a tweet up. New data came in. Fourth grade math score since 2019. Public schools down five points. Catholic schools, zero points, no change, which isn't great. They didn't go up. Here's the table right there from his tweet if you'd like to look at it yourself. But let me ask you something. After everything that happened during COVID, would you rather have your kid in a Catholic school where at least the, the, um, the, um, the, uh, the ability stay stable? Or would you rather have them in a public school where they're actually losing, you know, potentially years of education? Are we going to learn from any of this? level of suck, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is unprecedented. I have never seen anything like this in my life. It always reminds me of that. You know, movie seven, that Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman movie where the cops, they're, they're uh, looking out uh, for the serial killer. He whispers in his ear, have you ever seen anything like this? And the guy's like, nah, man, I haven't. I have never seen a man in the White House fail us so badly. Here, here's one more, and I I, uh, I want to get to my my next my next uh, story too because Biden is the guy's been working in the White House for over ten years plus as the vice president and the president. Forget about it, I'm not even going to mention the Senate stuff. Ten years plus around the White House, the guy gets lost again. Talking about a national security crisis, I got a lot more ahead, but let me get to this first. Uh, uh, the synthetic virus story. So another paper came out stating that it looks likely that the lab leak theory we told you about in this show was real. It was real. Now, will they learn from this? Learn from it. They're giving you the double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger, ladies and gentlemen, and they're funding more research, the same entity that worked with the Wuhan lab that is believed now with an overwhelming amount of evidence that the same people who work with that lab that this lab may have leaked the virus causing this thing. Read this just a news story. It's in my newsletter. Synthetic virus. COVID origin paper sparks backlash. Author sees minefield and peer review. It's in my newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter. So what happens? This author comes out with this theory. And it is a theory. I, I, I Listen, I don't jump on anything immediately. But the evidence is really strong that this thing leaked from the lab. And he produces a... a uh, a chemical signature for this thing indicating that might in fact be accurate. Do you understand that this would be a learning moment for sane people? Wow, look, this lab leak may have killed a lot of people. Maybe we shouldn't fund this stuff in the future. They fund it more. Why? Because China is the template for them. They love China. 
They love top-down authoritarianism. Hu Jintao getting dog-walked out of their uh, Chinese Communist Party meeting, their five-year meeting. I'll show you that, too. They love this. They love top-down authoritarianism. If they expose China for what it did to us, it'll make that model look bad, and they want that model here. That's why they will never, ever let you see the science on the lab leak without jumping instinctively to its defense. Shameful Christian Anderson, this guy attacking these guys. Shameful. Shameful. More on that later, too, coming up. I want to play a cut also, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre, trying to defend this stuff. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Just Again, gibberish and gobbledygook coming out of this White House where the level of suck is like nothing I have ever seen. The good news is I think this ship's about to turn around, I'm sure, with this election coming up. Folks, LifeLock, question of the day. How long would it take for you to realize you've been a victim of identity theft? The truth is it could take months for clues to show up from credit reports, loan and credit applications, credit card statements, medical institutions, collection agencies, and the list goes on. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cybercriminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. I have LifeLock. My identity got stolen. I didn't find out for months. It was a real pain in the butt. So join now and save up to 25% of your first year. It's a big savings. Go to LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, I'm going to close out this level of suck section, get to the food crisis stuff. The devastating thing that happened in China, which better open up everybody's eyes. We are entering a, a dangerous new world, a dangerous new world. But here, here's the gibberish coming from the White House again, trying to defend what they call deficit reduction. Our deficits, in other words, the money the U.S. government is spending that it doesn't have, are running at historic highs. So Biden wants you to believe because they were at historic, historic highs, $1.4 trillion in debt for one year in deficits that they're only going to be about a trillion, even though they're back up to one point four trillion because he, he, he says he's... It, just listen to Corrine Jean-Pierre try to defend this garbage. This is hilarious. Check this out. He has claimed repeatedly that the administration reduced the deficit. But if you break it down, spending was high because of the pandemic. Those programs expired and that brought down the deficit. And then that deficit reduction was spent on canceling student loans. And then on... Um, 
the, the jobs claims that he made. He said that President Trump was the first since Hoover to lose jobs during his administration. But um, and he claimed that he had created 10 million new jobs. But in reality, those jobs have mostly been added back. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics says only about 514,000 jobs have been newly created. So how are people supposed to take this kind of messaging on their most important issue seriously when some of this feels like smoke and mirrors? Well, let me tell you what the American people should take very, very seriously. Let me remind you of the Trump tax cut of 2017, $2 trillion that was not paid for, not paid for. Uh, so want to be very clear about that. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. She is asked a question about Biden's ridiculously high deficits that are going to bankrupt the United States. And she flips it to a statement about the Trump tax cuts. Let me ask you a question for all the liberal idiots out there. There are a lot of you. I wish there weren't. I wish there weren't. Who pays for tax cuts? Joe, any idea? Now, I can tell you, let me ask you a simpler question. Take a uh, guess. Uh, you, well, I'll, I, I don't want to even say this is very complicated. I don't, there may be liberals listening. So let's start with a simpler question. Right. Who pays for a government program? Who gives the money for the government? No, that's easy. Us. Oh, okay. We do. Yeah. Not hard, right? No, that's we do. Who pays for a tax cut? (laughs) I know you can, because it doesn't make sense. You understand again, we're back to the John Stewart thing. Like, okay, government programs are paid for by the taxpayer. The government confiscates your money and it gives it to someone else. If the government doesn't confiscate the money you earn, what's to pay for? You understand what an idiot you have to be to believe this? But yes, what? What? On what planet does this make sense? If oh man, if I sound frustrated today, it's because I've been thinking about this all night. Then they they give themselves credit for deficit reduction. This guy is running up historic amounts of annual deficits. Trillions and trillions of dollars are being spent we don't have. We are going to go de facto bankrupt. And then celebrating all these jobs in a rare act of journalism. uh, Rob, I think that was a Fox reporter, that's why. Says, well, you guys keep talking about creating jobs, but that's not exactly accurate. You know, we lost a bunch of jobs in a pandemic They've barely been added back. You keep saying 10 million jobs. It's actually closer to 500,000. And by the way, the Biden administration's had nothing to do with that. That's the private sector. Are we going to learn from any of this? No. That's why we have an election coming up. You know, I'm, I'm, if I can for a minute, I don't mean to get sidetracked, but I, got, uh, I, I read your messages on Facebook, as many as I can. I don't get to all of them because we get a lot, but I try to read some and go in. You'll see. Once in a while, I'll read a few. Um. A guy emailed me, the, oh, I'm sorry, it was a lady. And she said, you know, Dan, I, I, I love your show, but I can't listen anymore. It's depressing. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm thinking to myself, what, what would you like me to do? You want me to do a show, a political show about politics and put lipstick on this pig to make you feel better because your delicate sensibilities are hurt? I'm not trying to be an ass about it. I'm just telling you that like, we're going to fix this place. I've always said that. I have been long in the United States. So was my guest yesterday, Michael Rechtenwald. We are going to fix it. 
We've been in far worse places. My grandfather fought in the Battle of the Bulge where we'd all be speaking German right now if we didn't win um, against the Nazis. But I'm not going to sit here and BS you. We've got a serious, serious problem. We got an election coming up in just a few days to fix it. So I'm very sorry if I lost you as a listener. I appreciate your feedback. But I got to tell you, burying your head in the sand, I don't know what you think that's going to fix. This is serious stuff. Here's what I mean. We got a guy in the White House, again, who just is cognitively disappearing by the second. This man clearly has some form of like frontal lobe dementia. Here's another video. Ten years plus this guy's been in the White House. Forget the Senate stuff. We're not even factoring that. It's really been decades, multiple decades. He's in the White House as the VP and now the president. He still doesn't know where he's going. I know this part of the White House well. I only worked there for four and a half years. And honestly, was only in the White House for probably a year of that combined because you're traveling a lot. This is the guard. This guy's name, I think his name is Dale. He's like a groundskeeper guy. Watch him and the Secret Service guy have to tell Biden like not to walk into this area of the White House where there's basically no way out. Like, he has no idea where he's going. He's constantly lost. Watch this. Check this out. Mr. How many times I have to tell you, too, this guy is told everything what to do. He has a little more flexibility in his schedule at the White House. He's walking places in the White House where there's no outlets and nowhere to go because he doesn't know what he's doing. We could pile on this all day. We could pile on this all day, and I, I don't. I cover these once in a while. But the man has clearly, clearly lost his grasp on reality. Here's another one yesterday. He claims wildly that his student loan welfare program, paying off your uh, friend Samuel's kid's degree in urban studies, this student loan welfare bailout, it was an executive order that's been stayed by the courts, by the way. It was never, it was never even a bill that, that was passed. I don't know what he's talking about. Here he bizarrely claims that it passed by a vote or two, and his specifics here are amazing. That only passed, Joe. Greg Gutfeld noted this yesterday. He goes, I love the specificity by which he lies. It passed, Joe, by a vote or two. He has to throw that in there. It was never a bill that was, I don't know what he's talking about. It was an executive order. Check this out. If you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. He got it passed by a vote or two. Now, the White House, of course, came out with a statement saying, oh, no, he's confusing that with the Inflation Reduction Act. I don't know what's worse. No, think about this. I want you to think this through with me, please, for a moment. What's worse? The fact that Biden is so cognitively impaired that he actually believes the student loan welfare executive order was a bill when it wasn't. Therefore, he's cognitively impaired so much so that one of his major policy achievements, air quotes, according to him, he doesn't even know how it happened. That's option one. Or option two, that he does know and that he's just blatantly lying about it in front of a bunch of people because he's so confident the media won't check him. I, I don't I honestly don't know what's worse. What are you going to do? Donnie, I don't know. Don. I don't know what we're going to do. Donnie doesn't know either. What is worse with this guy? All right, I got more coming up in a second. Official positions of the Biden administration. Now, genital mutilation is back for kids. 
on the record there. And he wants to take your assault weapons. He's not even hiding it anymore. Emulating the uh, dictator up in Canada, Justin Trudeau. Let me get that's coming up. Let me get to this first. Helix mattresses. When you get your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it. It's quick and fun to unbox. You're going to love it. You won't believe how well you'll sleep waking up feeling rested and refreshed. Helix Sleep is a quick quiz. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. They have several different mattress models to choose from, and the mattresses come right to your door, ship for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. For a limited time, Helix is offering up to $350 off all mattress orders and, and two free pillows for listeners to this program. I have a Helix mattress. I love it. I have the Midnight Lux. It's fantastic. It's our best offer yet. Hurry over today. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. $350 off and two free pillows. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Go today. You're going to love it. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Here it is again. Here is the official position now of the Biden White House. We have elections coming up. You have to vote on this stuff. Talking about this stuff is not good enough. Voting changes the world. The do matters. The talk is cheap. It is the do. The country's not going to save itself. Here's Joe Biden, the new official position. He's interviewing with this, uh, this transgender individual here. He is, uh, his new position is childhood mutilation. And puberty blockers, which will impact their fertility. This is great. Check this out. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. So he's suggesting that it's the morally upstanding position to a bunch of children who can't legally drink, gamble, buy a firearm or drive a car to mutilate themselves and basically uh, biochemically and hormonally destroy their bodies. Sounds, sounds right to me for Biden. Will they learn from any of this? They love it. They love it. Here's Biden again, election coming up, folks. You got a chance to vote. He's going to take your assault weapons. When you want to know what the left is about, just ask them. They don't hide it. They love their tyranny. It's part of their entire modus operandi. Here's Biden bragging about taking your assault weapons. You sure you want to continue this control of the House and Senate where this bill will come up in the midterms to take your uh, your rifle away? Here, don't listen to me. Listen to him. And by the way, I'm coming back and I'm going to eliminate assault weapons again. <laughs> I promise I did it once. Just ask them. Just ask them. Genital mutilation for kids, stealing people's uh, firearms away and the rifles that they use to protect themselves, to hunt, in some cases for sport. Not yours, they're his. Of course, he's emulating the policies of the dictator up north, Justin Trudeau, one of the worst heads of state we have seen in a 
pretend democracy in a very long time. Canada is now a full-blown dictatorship. Do you hear about this happened in Canada? You think this stuff isn't spreading? Here up in Canada, they've now made it illegal. Illegal to do this specific thing with handguns. Take a listen. In May, our government introduced measures to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. Today, our national freeze on handguns is coming into force. From today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. I'm in here. This is what they think. You want to see what the left thinks and where they're going? Just ask them. It's a global phenomenon. They keep blaming inflation on the globe when it's really because of excessive money printing around the world. What's really happening around the globe is this metastasizing spread of this liberal cancer. They believe in this, folks. Listen, what's got me increasingly concerned, and I don't want to be alarmist. Again, I want to be very careful on this show to be results-oriented, especially when it comes to national security stories. Folks, have you noticed the weird kind of focus by governments, New York City and the federal government included, on what we should do in the event of a nuclear war. We haven't had this kind of conversation in so long, Joe, that there are people out there who see those fallout shelter signs on buildings and they don't even know what they mean because thankfully we've lived in an era of relative, I mean, relative peace. I'm not talking about the war in Afghanistan, Iraq. I'm talking about nuclear war, Cold War type uh, uh, engagements for now decades. So the threat of nuclear war is diminished. I'm getting concerned that the government knows something we don't about the nuclear threat out there. I'm seeing a lot of talk and a lot of chatter from them um, about what should happen in a nuclear war. Those uh, potassium iodide uh, sales going through the roof. Yeah. The stockpiling of certain things. Yeah, I know. I know you're all over it. Just, you don't understand. Like Joe's like on this, like white on rice. He feels the same way I do. I'm starting to worry about our national security situation deteriorating rapidly. And of course, the man in the White House who doesn't even know his way out of the White House garden is doing things to expedite the situation. And I think what's happening is foreign nuclear-powered enemies of the United States are clearly watching what we're watching right here. What do I mean? Just a news article. Again, my newsletter today is important. Read it. All the articles are key. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just the news, Biden's depleting our weapons supply with Ukraine aid and hurting a potential defense of Taiwan, says experts. It's not just the defense of Taiwan. I know some of you are like, well, we don't need to be defending Taiwan. That's fine. You're entitled, perfectly entitled to your opinion. I understand. Forget that for a second and just replace that with the United States. If we can't defend Taiwan, we certainly can't defend the United States either. It's the same problem. They note in this just the news piece. That our stockpile of weapons and javelins that we need to defend ourselves are at ridiculous lows. I mean, what's the point of having like a castle to defend with no arrows, no catapults, no swords and no shields? They note that ramping, you may say to yourself, oh, don't worry about it. We have an industrial base to ramp all this up uh, quickly. I don't know. I read a piece by Seth Cropsey a while ago that our naval yards have no capacity to rebuild our ships right now in the way we need to. And our weapon stockpiles, this piece notes that restarting production to replenish the stockpiles will take years. Does that say years? No, not days, folks, not weeks, years. 
They have a lack of available parts and other issues that further complicate the situation. So we're shipping off our weapons to Ukraine. And they note that our javelin procurement was 675 annually. At that rate, it would take 12 years to restock the 8,500 javelins we sent to Ukraine. If you're saying to yourself, this doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So many of you may be sympathetic to the cause in, 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 in Ukraine. I'm certainly sympathetic to human suffering. And I don't like what Putin's up to over there, obviously. But many of you are probably saying, wait, we shipped off a lot of our national defense supplies there and we don't have enough to defend ourselves. Does that sound right? It sounds right. And it also sounds crazy. You think China doesn't know what's going on? You think they can't read this stuff themselves? They're probably figuring to themselves, we can invade Taiwan. These guys are too busy in Ukraine. I'm very worried about what's happening in China. Europe and Asia currently at DEFCON 2. Asia, that's a new twist. See, Joe follows this. I mean, he's on this every day. He's always sending me this. I'm glad you're on top of this because I've been reading about it. I'm getting so worried. Here, the food crisis of 2023. This is from a, a blog. You can read the link. It's the most important news by Michael Snyder. It's in the Zero Hedge as well. It'll be in the newsletter. I think it's the second article or something in my newsletter today. The food crisis of 2023 is going to be far worse than most people would dare to imagine. Probably not a good time to spark an inflationary crisis too and a war on business in the United States. This guy says, I'm trying to sound the alarm about this as loudly as I can. The global food crisis is intensifying and things are going to get really bad in 2023. This is not an ad, folks. This is an actual piece. He says two-thirds of European fertilizer production has been shut down. Currency problems are causing massive headaches for poor nations that have to import food. Global weather patterns continue to be crazy and the bird flu is killing millions and millions of chickens and turkeys all over the planet. You're like, that's it? Nope, that's not it. The war in Ukraine is restricting the flow of agriculture and fertilizer exports. There's no end to the war in sight. The author says, in essence, we're facing a perfect storm for a global food production crisis, and that perfect storm is only going to get worse in the months ahead. You don't think China sees what's going on here? So we've got Joe Biden at the same time, the lord of chaos, the king of chaos. You've got this president of the United States where I opened up the show telling you how the suck and the level of suck is unprecedented emanating from the White House. We haven't seen anything like this. While he's destroying our border, destroying our economy, destroying our education system, he's also depleting our strategic petroleum reserves while we can't get oil. He's depleting our food supplies by attacking farmers and business through environmental regulations. And he's also depleting our weapons supplies that we need to like defend ourselves with weapons. Is anybody seeing this big picture? Or? I'm going to show you in a second here what happened in China, which if it doesn't have you freaked out, um, it should. This thing that happened with Hu Jintao, former president. Uh, this was a signal to the world. All right. On a lighter note, I am an Omaha Steaks household here, my household, because we love Omaha Steaks. We've been a customer there since I lived back in Maryland. Their food is delicious. It's incredibly priced. It is outstanding. Their burgers are amazing. Their steaks, all their food, their desserts. From tailgate parties to busy weeknights, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy 
to savor all the flavors of fall. With their mouth-watering assortment of perfectly aged steaks that are delicious, ultra-juicy burgers, ghee loves, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Right now, take advantage of 50% off site-wide. 50 by shopping their semi-annual sale. The sale only happens twice a year, and it's on now with 50% off delicious customer favorites. And when you use promo code Bongino at checkout, take an additional $30 off your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter Bongino at checkout, and stock up on fall flavor today. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights with entrees ready before the kids can say what's for dinner. And don't forget to use promo code Bongino at checkout to score an extra $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks, it's not just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. You're going to love it. It's delicious. Visit omahasteaks.com now before their semi-annual sale comes to an end. This is your last chance to take advantage of the savings and their big one. Sale ends on Halloween. That's omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com. Enter code Bongino at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. We appreciate it. So I understand many of you on, I cut this short intentionally. I could have played the whole two minutes, but because there's no real sound, it would be unfair to the uh, audio-only listeners, which is a large swath of our audience. I'm just going to play a few seconds, and I'm going to talk over it about 10 seconds. Here's what happened. The Chinese Communist Party has a meeting every five years to determine the new plan. This is what central planners do. They plan. Well, planning sounds great. No, no, no. They, put, they don't want you in the plan. They just want to take from you for their plan, okay? So they have this meeting every five years, and usually what they do is they determine uh, the succession. Who's going to lead next, the Chinese Communist Party, be the president? Well, because Xi Jinping, the current dictator of China, has zero interest in giving up power, he's like, I think I'm going to go for a third term, which is relatively unprecedented. And of course, because they're all terrified of the world's most powerful man right now, dictator Xi Jinping, um, everybody was like, ah, clapping like they did for Saddam Hussein. Remember that? In Iraq? Ah, you know, like they do for Kim Jong-un. They know better, right? Well, he did something interesting. His predecessor, Hu Jintao, is sitting to his left in this video. He played the video. It was about 10 seconds. I want you to notice something. You can hear kind of rumblings in the background. See a guy, I don't know who he is, a security agent or wherever he may be, walks up and grabs Hu Jintao by his elbow, and he kind of escorts him up. And Hu Jintao doesn't look like he wants to leave. Notice that uh, Xi Jinping, who's sitting next to him, the current president of China dictator now, he knows very well the cameras are running. And he has Hu Jintao, as you can see, escorted right on out in front of the world to see. This reminded me of something. There's a famous black and white video of Saddam Hussein when he took over dic uh, his, dictator, uh, his dictator role in Iraq. Uh, where he had everyone pledge allegiance in front of him, in front of this entire like National Assembly of politicians. If they didn't, they were escorted out too. Where they went, as they say with Ren and Stimpy in the land of the left socks, Joe, where they go, nobody knows. What happened to Hu Jintao? It's kind of strange that he was dog walked out. Now, there's all kinds of conspiracy nonsense online that the Chinese Communist Party's putting out. Oh, Joe, they're saying he just wanted to look at some classified material on the table oh. and the cameras were running. So we didn't want the classified material to get out. So we escorted him out. Oh, OK. Perfectly uh, logical explanation to me. Sounds uh, sounds yeah. great. Yeah. There are other theories out there. I don't know if these are accurate or not. And I don't mean conspiracy theories like that. I mean, they. You know, people just throw it out there. I don't I don't know what's true or not. I mean, coming out of China, everything there's information control. Uh, is is bizarre. Folks, Another there's another theory out there. He was about to introduce a motion against 
an invasion of Taiwan. Who knows what's true? All I know is you'd expect corporate America to stand up against this stuff and say, hey, listen, we're with America and freedom. This is really dangerous. The Chinese stock market, by the way, right now, uh, the Hong Kong index that measures a lot of Chinese stocks is collapsing because people are pulling money out of China because they feel like now this guy's saying to the world, you see this guy who came before me? I'm showing you who the boss man is now. Look at this article in the Wall Street Journal. John Lee, the current chief executive and former secretary for security of Hong Kong, one of the guys responsible for the crackdown in China, Hong Kong, and elsewhere. Yeah, they got a conference coming up, the Global Financials Leadership Investment Summit in Hong Kong. Look, look at these bunch of speakers standing right next to him. Morgan Stanley, Blackstone, Goldman Sachs, CEO of, uh, of, of uh, Citigroup, BlackRock again, all sitting right on next to him. You think corporate America is going to stand with us in a potential war on China? <laughs> think again. They know where the money is. Folks, we had Michael Rechtenwald on yesterday on Monday's show. I hope you watched it. It is a powerful 45-minute interview about the growing threat of China, digital IDs, digital currency, and the threat is getting real right now. Digital ID is a way to monitor and surveil you. It is a scalable system, a potential implant in your skin. They talk about it openly, folks. The left, it's a conspiracy theory. They've openly talked about this. Implants, implanted technology into your body that would function as a digital ID. Even if it's not implanted and it's on your phone attached to your mobile identification number. It is still a very dangerous new way for a Chinese-style surveillance system to be implemented in the United States. Oh, that's not going to happen here. Digital IDs and digital currencies so they can monitor what you do and where you spend your money. Do you see the United Kingdom's got a new prime minister, Rishi Sunak? Do you see that? That happened today. They booted out the conservative, Liz Truss, because of people like Piers Morgan blaming her for the collapse of liberal economics. Here's Rishi Sunak, same guy. Just a little while ago, advocating for this new digital surveillance future. His words, not mine. Check this out. Today, I'm proud to say that under the UK's presidency, the group of the world's seven most advanced economies, the G7, is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, the central bank, well, that puts me at ease. The central, same central banks that caused the global inflation crisis, they just booted out Liz Truss and blamed on her. That's bankrupting us, bankrupting our farmers. Bankrupting our U.S. military? You mean that? You mean that? That those central bankers? It's, it's, this is the new United Kingdom prime minister. This is the alleged like the equivalent of the Republican. Oh come on, Dan! This is all conspiracy theory stuff about digital IDs. Really? Here's our friends at Just the News again. Do you know what's happening here? No, it's not. Did you watch our interview yesterday? If you didn't, you missed a doozy. National digital ID clears a congressional hurdle. Amid fears, it could be politically abused. Congressional hurdle where? The Congress of Australia? No, the Congress of the United States. I didn't know this was happening here. You know now. Here, just the news. The national digital ID system for U.S. citizens is fast becoming a reality. 
following a vote by the U.S. Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee to advance the Improving Digital Identity Act. Improving Digital Identity Act which should be called Emulating the Chinese Communist Party Surveillance State Act. But they don't want to call it that. They want to call it like the Inflation Reduction Act, even though it was the Inflation Production Act. You love the Orwellian use of language here? Now, as was said in our interview yesterday with Michael Rechtenwald, if you missed it, please again go watch it. This will be a partnership with the private sector as well. It stands to benefit from a digital surveillance future through digital IDs because they'll be the ones producing the technology. And Rechtenwald brought up a great point, that the technology will be scalable. It'll start, Joe, with something simple like, oh, it's just like an easy pass or a sun pass. It's just going to be like a toll collection thing. No big deal. Put it on your phone and plant it in your skin. It'll be convenient. It'll be efficient. It'll combat fraud. It's really just a way for you to get around for it to be super easy. And all of a sudden, new things are added. Currencies are added to it. Vaccine passports are added to it. The technology is updated to monitor where you go as sensors are implanted in government buildings and stuff. And the private sector loves every bit of this. No, they don't. Really? Reclaim the net. You're missing a newsletter today. You're missing out. MasterCard just outlined its digital ID push. There are opportunities for digital ID systems. They know because of poor user experiences most people have with traditional ID systems. You see in the sales pitch here, you're getting it. Oh, it's just efficiency, folks. That's oh, all it is. Much better. That's all it is. Yeah. Much, so much, much better. Much better. She also claimed digital ID could help combat cyber fraud. No, nobody wants cyber fraud, but you want an implant under your skin where the government can watch you 24 hours a day? I'll take the fraud. The system called ID does not require a password. Well, how does it work? Well, it uses biometrics. The user owns their own digital ID, their fingerprints, uh, iris scans, whatever, making it decentralized. They store it on their smartphone and they show it who any party to any party who's requested it. That last line's kind of key. Who do you think's going to request it more than anyone? Anybody the government tells to request it. Now, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? You want to get gas? You're above your carbon footprint, by the way. You've uh, driven too many miles. Well, governments could just shut you down as you present your digital ID at the gas station. Nah, that's not happening. Oh, really? Reclaim the net. Australian's Commonwealth Bank begins tracking transactions. Links it to your carbon footprint. Gee, so strange. So strange to say, we just had this conversation yesterday. Weird, right? I warned you. If you missed yesterday's show, go back and listen. Or at least listen to the clips on the Rumble Show Clips channel. What is it? Rumble.com slash Bongino Clips. You can subscribe to that too. You can watch the show in clips if you'd like. Scary stuff. Probably the most frightening interview I ever conducted, but an important one. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I got Dinesh D'Souza on the radio show today. That should be pretty awesome. I really appreciate that. Listen, I don't mean to sound depressing. We got an election coming up. I'm really convinced the freedom train is going to start to turn around. We've been in worse places before. We'll fix it. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle, but struggle's a part of life. We're all going to go up to those pearly gates and prevent, uh, present our resume for freedom. What did we do? What did we do to fight? Be optimistic, even though it sounds depressing at times. You just got to know the fight that's ahead before we can combat it. All right, please subscribe to the show. I'd really, really appreciate it. Apple, Spotify, and Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. It helps us uh, stay on the charts so other people can find us. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.